Welcome to Being Tired, a podcast about the human experience of chronic fatigue. This is a sharing podcast, which means I'll be talking about my personal everyday experiences, including tips, coping mechanisms, reflections and frustrations, and I'll be inviting you to share yours. I'm super tired today um but I really obviously but I really want to talk about um something that's on my mind recently which is medical gaslighting um so even though I'm far too tired I'm gonna do it anyway isn't that just our tagline um, I mean you're probably too tired to be even listening so you know I'm too tired to be talking well done all of us for being here and doing anything let's <laughs> just let's just keep that with us at all times that um tagline a reminder for life just whatever it is that you're doing well done so a friend of mine who is a doctor um not sharing off anything but i got important friends um he recently casually reminded me um just in conversation of the term the worried well which made me bulk um so many of my experiences with doctors, basically all of my experiences with doctors, it's clear that their desire is to reassure me. Like, I don't go to the doctor for reassurance. I have lovely friends for that. I go to the doctor for medical investigation. You know, GPs, God bless them, are the worst for this. Um, I I should um, I should prefix this whole thing with saying um, that of course I support the NHS. The workers are heroes. They work incredibly hard with appallingly low structural support. Um, free healthcare is a human right, and the privatisation of the NHS is an appalling. I've said appalling so much abomination, um, and it's one of the reasons that I vote the way that I do. Yeah, I mean, so much that's wrong with the NHS is due to a lack of correct structural and financial support from the government, funding cuts, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm not here to talk about that, much as I suddenly want to. Um, (laughs) I'm here to talk about the human experience of dealing with um, doctors when you've got a chronic condition. So to start at the beginning, um, my life was saved in a very real way by a team of medical staff, by several teams of countless doctors, surgeons, nurses, etc. But it was also endangered by countless doctors who for easily, I mean, over 10 years had been telling me that there was absolutely nothing wrong with me. All the while I was growing ovarian tumours, which would eventually cause um, havoc in my body. Um there is a feminist element here. So women are less likely to be taken seriously by doctors, women of colour, even less so trans women or non-binary people, I can only imagine. But yeah, women are systemically not being taken seriously by doctors, particularly when it comes to anything related to their reproductive system. Because come on, what else is there to us? Uh, eye roll. How can I eye roll with my voice? I'm going to need that skill, I think. I do a lot of eye rolling in real life, so I'm going to need that. Um, But yeah, it's just a fact. Women's experiences are not being believed. Um, And frankly, it's time for a Me Too movement in the world of medicine, as far as I'm concerned. 
Yeah, I mean, of course, people of all genders are being gaslit in regard in regards to a chronic or invisible illness, um, because of the just the very nature of it. But it is overwhelmingly women who are being systemically dismissed and misdiagnosed in dangerous numbers, um, particularly when women are the ones that are predominantly affected by these conditions. Um, and I, another element is like the our culture generally feeds into that by creating at all points that it possibly can self-doubt um and by consistently painting women as irrational hysterical kind of untrustworthy when it comes to their own opinions it's boring and and such a long time but yeah it's just the case and there's also a sense that and this is something that I say a lot um there's just always a sense that women just are in pain you know that's just the condition that's just our natural state the woman's condition to be in pain in some way and we really internalize this um you know are we even really in pain like discomfort is just us being pathetic or more dangerously just like normal like oh I'm just yeah it's just normal no (laughs) no 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 um I really had to learn this the hard way, but trust your body, trust your ability to process and interpret your own physical experience. Um, As a kind of young, like late teen young woman, I went to see my GP so many times over so many subsequent years, always to be dismissed, usually just like sent for a generic blood test. And then when everything came back, quote marks, fine. How do I do quote marks with my voice? (laughs) When everything came back, fine. Um, Then I was supposed to be reassured. I never ever was, but the doctor was. And so I believed them, you know, like, oh, and so I was like, oh, you're fine. You're like, oh, okay. I'm, um, apparently I'm fine. <laughs> and you believe that over your own knowledge that what you're experiencing, various pain, extreme fatigue wasn't right, you know, but that's the, that's the power of, of the trust and, and, and things. But yeah, eventually I just stopped going to the GP, which is, um, no good, but I just stopped going knowing that it was pointless, that they would reassure me, um, and send me home with a proverbial kind of pat on the head. I had, and I had reported so many different symptoms, um, being bedridden with fatigue a few times a year regularly, um, was, was a big one. Um, but as well as other things, getting pain during sex, um, I had a horrific reaction to a, a contraceptive pill once, it was just, uh, it was like a progesterone only one. And the doctor's response was just like, all oh, right, okay, yeah, sure, yeah. Women, women just like have mad experiences like that, you know. And you're like, oh, right, okay. Um, but anyway, many more things like that. But it was all, all of them somehow translated into kind of, quote marks, general women's pain, the pain of life, you know. But all of these symptoms were being caused by growing ovarian cysts, um, which would eventually become tumours, which would eventually um, cause a rare brain condition um in which the body activates the immune system to kind of really cleverly attack the tumor but it also not so cleverly attacks the same proteins that are in your brain which causes like a really dangerous brain inflammation um all alongside a light spattering of ovarian cancer (laughs) that was my experience like i say this um, while laughing for some reason but i say this not to scare you but to empower you um so my experience which really could have killed me and certainly ravaged my life um was 100% preventable um had even one gp just done a little bit more investigation um taken me seriously sent me for just one scan um had i equally had i insisted on further investigation then the tumors would have been found so easily immediately um and removed before they could have caused this level of damage i'm super lucky I, I, just to 
intercepts there. Um, I'm super lucky to have come away with this with only fatigue. <laughs> only, only. Just another thing that women are primed to do is self-minimize. Um, but yeah, I'm, I've, I've come away from this experience pretty scot-free compared to a, a lot of other experiences that I've heard about, that I've read about. Um, in, uh, NMDA encephalitis is what, is what I had. And I've, um, that's the brain condition condition that I developed um, and I was really really lucky to have had a medical team around me at the time who diagnosed this super rare condition uh, really in a, a very timely fashion um, really quickly and they took vital life-saving action and I'm truly truly grateful um, and aware of how lucky I am um, but and this is key. This is often the way when it comes to dealing with doctors, they take you seriously when it's already too late. So it's all well and good me telling you to be take, just be go and be taken seriously. But this places the onus on the patient to self-advocate, um, which is obviously incredibly hard when you're unwell um, and not the way that it should be. But unfortunately, to a degree, this is the state of affairs. Um, certainly in the NHS that I've found. So push, push, push harder, keep pushing. I'm clapping for some reasons. I'm probably clapping over myself, but push, push, push. <laughs> push past their kind of worried well assumptions. Push past their gaslighting of women's pain. Don't, don't care about seeming pushy <laughs> or seeming like a hypochondriac. That, I mean, for me, that was a real one. I don't know why, but that's one that I was always concerned with when it came to speaking to the GP, like not wanting to come off as some, you know, I'm not some mad hypochondriac. I'm a logical woman of reason, science, not like these other silly women who don't know anything with their stupid aches and pains, <laughs> you know. I, I think this is like what a lot of us think before we learn about things like feminism, that women are silly, you know. Not me, um, but women. Like obviously, women are silly, but but I'm not. Take my thing seriously. But yeah, don't be concerned. I'm getting distracted. Don't be concerned with any of that. Insist on checking anything that you have an inkling about at all. Don't worry about eye rolls when you're mentioning something that you found on Google. I was because I love to um, look up stuff myself, but I was always I didn't want to um, offend or or upset the, the doctor and come off like I thought that I was, oh, you know, you're one of these self-diagnosing Google people. But like, it's not your fault that you've been forced to self-diagnose in the face of the indifference of traditional medicine. You're there because you know that the doctor knows best. But at the same time, you know your own body, you know it best. So to round this off by saying, I believe you, chronic and invisible illness presents in so many different ways that seemingly kind of don't count in traditional medicine. Like, come on, as if being tired is enough to be treated or acted upon. Like, I really need this vocal eye roll. It's, it's clearly a theme for me. But yeah, do not feel like you have to convince anyone of your own experience. But when it comes to your medical treatment, you do have to make sure that you're taken seriously. Persist until you are. I keep tapping the, the mic, which is no good, but I'm trying to make my point. But yeah, persist until you are. So I'd love to hear from, from you guys out there. I'm trying not to use gendered language. I'd love to hear from you folks out there. Um, not so much experiences that you've had with GPs and doctors and things because I fully believe that I think when you've when you've experienced things like this like my my boyfriend really still fundamentally just trusts the doctor in a way that I really don't obviously you do eventually but when you've been disbelieved and told various things over the course of your 
illness or well, your life. I'm not even going to say illness. It's really hard to then implicitly trust one doctor. And I think it's important not not to take everything like that and to self-advocate. But, yeah, I, I, I know that we've all got stories out there about um, not being believed and doctors that have not treated us correctly. But I'm actually, what I'm interested in hearing, I need to stop tapping the table. <laughs> um, what I'm interested in hearing about is any tips that you've got when it comes to dealing with doctors. They are just people at the end of the day. And um, oh God, at the end of the day, what a cliche thing to say. They are just people. You know, I'm not trying to demonize them. They do an incredible job. And some of my best friends are doctors. But <laughs> it's it's difficult to try and self-advocate. So I would be really interested to hear any tips that you guys have in getting yourself heard and understood in a doctor's appointment. 